Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 174. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to Kai Kai about some... Wait, shit, I fucked that up bad. Oh, man. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off. Oh, wow. Okay, we're going to try again. This being separate thing is crazy. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 174. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and Big Earth. Today we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by Kai Kai and about some kaiju. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're back on another snowy Canadian afternoon in early April, and we're going to talk about some new patron supporters. We're going to talk about some more good vibe stuff. We're going to talk about some super exciting stuff coming out of the future. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. I'm excited. I think this episode's going to be a good one, despite the terrible weather. It is April. God damn it. This is outrageous, what's happening right now, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's fine. But you know what? This is the arc of good vibes, so we're not going to focus on the negative. We're going to focus on the positive. I think... We should kick it right off by letting everybody know that on the pre-show, I kind of just blabbed it and decided that every single show, we're going to do a giveaway. Sure. Yeah, we've got an altar that was donated from the Thursday Altars on our Facebook page. We've got some play mats, either signed or unsigned. We've got packs, Ikoria stuff. I've got mystery boosters left. So we're going to decide from, from week to week and let everybody know. Fun. Here's the thing that I got. Instead of an air horn for the uh, the foreseeable future until Ikoria drops, I have got the Godzilla roar for oh our God. winners. Oh, God. It's going to be worse. Right. It's going to be worse. <laughs> no, it's way better. I found, like, the highest quality Godzilla roar clip on the entire internet. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Is. I'm going to play it right now. Hold on. Before you do, we gave a hint on the pre-show yesterday of a commander that was previewed with Ikoria. The hints were still in its native native language that it was previewed in. One of your favorite colors. And it is, it's going to be at the helm of a deck that doesn't exist yet that I thought you would like. So I tweeted at you about it. Okay, so the, uh, the language, what language is that? Is that Spanish? It might be Spanish. I think it's probably Spanish. It might be Portuguese if this was... Um, previewed in in Brazil. So it's Spanish or Portuguese. The color is red, and the creature is Obosh Perforapresis. A.K.A. the translation right now exists as Obosh the Burrower. So probably we'll have the actual English translation by the time this episode comes out. But at this time, if you guessed Obosh, you've been entered in to win a CCO playmat Watch the Twitter feed, watch the Facebook feed. We're going to announce the winners there and you can let us know if you want a signed one or an unsigned one. We have a couple more of each and we want to keep the good vibes flowing and just give away every single episode because we know that people like winning. We like giving it away. And if we are all doing and getting stuff that we like, we think that maybe the the world will be just that much of a better place. You know what else makes the world a better place, Ryan? Uh, no. Godzilla Roar! Yeah, there we go. 
you know, it's, you know, it's funny is we're not in the same place, everybody. So I can't even hear it to know if it was like loud or crappy or like the 1960s one. <laughs> it is a hundred percent. The 1960s one, Ryan, I can, oh. I can hear it in my head. I can use my imagination. <laughs> imagination is important for these times because we are in the, uh, midst of a nuclear winter and, uh, we're all at home. Yeah, a nuclear winter and a corona winter. That too. Yeah, and you know what? I don't want to be I don't want to be like every other podcast and be coronavirus.podcast, so I don't even want to talk about it other than the one Godzilla card that we're going to mention and I mean, be as politically correct as possible. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. what I would rather do is a couple quick shout-outs, couple funny nicknames. And then we've got a couple just kind of feel good stories from the magic community and Brando's work and kind of what's been going on in our own lives again, just to make everybody feel good, maybe put a smile on people's faces. So I don't know if you wanted to kick off with that or if you wanted to jump into patron shoutouts right now. Let's do our nicknames and then we'll get into the stories. Okay. First nickname. And this is... One of the benefits for becoming a patron, patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Of course, link in the show notes. First shout out, nickname, thank you, F you to Dana Wright. I don't know if this was the right decision for him to want a nickname. Huh? See what I did there? <laughs> He's probably never heard that before. He's probably heard that every day of his life. Let's call him, I don't know, Dinner Kite? Dinner Tight. Yeah. No, Dinner Kite. Like you, you fly a kite. And thus you would deliver the dinner because that is, again, how we are getting our meals now. Oh, yeah. Delivery by kites and drones. Yeah. Didn't Amazon or Facebook want to do that? Didn't they want to, like, hover drones above the earth to provide Wi-Fi to, like, the whole world? Uh, Maybe. That sounds like something that they'd want to do. I think Dana Wright is, like, a, a super villain that wants to fly drones above the whole world to spy on everybody. Dana, spying, Wright, kite delivering <laughs> Dana, Dana Dana drone commander white right yes Dana drone commander right there we go we got it there it we is got there isn't Dana oh that's Dana white I was thinking Dana right hey is this we there's got to be a UFC nickname in there too well yes but he'd probably sue us and then say he's gonna fight us on his podcast and then he wouldn't fight us in real life uh yeah you're right Dana, yeah. Drone Commander, right. Welcome to CCO Nation. FU, thank you for the support. We very much appreciate it, especially at this particular day and age. Yes. Next, that's it. Next shout out. Harrison Wallace. Got to be some good nicknames in there. How about Harry Anus? There is a lot of the same word letters in those words that... Yeah, I didn't even really change his name. I just took some letters out. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well, hey, man, it's not my fault. I didn't name him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't set him up for this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why anybody wants these, but Harry, welcome. Thank you. And of course, F you. F you indeed. Now, all new patrons, of course, also receive a CCO gift in the mail. Post is a little bit delayed right now. It's all still up and running, but it just does take longer. I don't know why, if they have less people working or if they like leave the post in quarantine for like 
72 hours to have any germs that are on like the cards die like i don't know but i'm sure they can mist them or something you know what i mean like when you just like hit them with some kind of disinfecting cloud that's what i do or boil them or something that'd be sweet Uh, well maybe not boil but yeah you could put them through some kind of disinfecting cloud as long as it wasn't like uh like a moisture cloud if it was some kind of powder i don't know i don't know i don't want to get into that that sounds like chemical warfare Just shake lye onto it. That'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Just sprinkle yeah. some anthrax on it. That was a thing for a while, wasn't it? Anthrax in the mail? Yeah. I mean, that. I always assume that's what it was for. Oh, yeah. We you'll got notice, it all wrong. It was to help us. You'll notice that the anthrax scares all stopped, and all of a sudden, coronavirus popped up in the mail. Hmm. Here we are. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. CCO gifts for the Ark of Good Vibes, of course, CCO stickers, or and or... CCO Brando altars. I tried my hand at some CCO Brando style altars. I don't know if they're going to be as good as you because you're going right for the knockout. I'm I'm assuming you're putting like actual real work into these. Uh, well, at least the one that I'm currently putting real work into. Yes, there. I'm I'm going to make sure that this next one is the PS de resistance, and it just puts an end to all doubt. That I am, in fact, the one who is the one who makes Brando Walters, which is why they're <laughs> called Brando Walters. Yeah. I just make forgery, like fake Chinese Brando Walters. <laughs> I see, you're Alibaba, I'm eBay. That's that's how it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or is eBay still good? eBay may not be good anymore. Maybe it's uh, I'm Facebook Marketplace. Now, nobody oh. shows up for that. There's really no online seller that's good anymore. I'm Amazon, you're Alibaba. There we go. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and Dana Wright is like Amazon flying his drones to bring them <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you can get those. They're fun. They're usually just tokens. I've only been doing tokens. I don't know what you've been doing. Don't tell me. But we're going to have a vote off. We're going to post them on Twitter and there'll be a poll or on Facebook and we'll like combine the results of all the polls that we do. Maybe we'll have a little <laughs> Brando Alter tournament. I think that would be fun. That could be fun, yeah. Good way to pass some time. So watch out for that. And of course, if anybody wants to contribute, once we do kick things off, they can submit their own for everybody to mock and make fun of and ridicule you for. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how it goes. So, okay, this is the Arc of Good Vibes. Do you have anything that you wanted to share that was a positive magic or otherwise beacon of light or hope in your day like i haven't talked to you for a week i assume that some good has happened sometime uh believe it or not actually most stuff that's been happening is pretty good i mean i work at a place where you're kind of surrounded by the the shittiest part of the day every day but uh you mean the news in the news yeah but like i've found that as the news is getting progressively like not more like worse, but like kind of bleaker and that same zenith that everybody's so afraid of. And like all the quarantines are being pushed back and stuff. I found that that's really pushed people to kind of up their positivity level. Like I'm getting way fewer kooks now calling the show who are just mad because like the virus isn't real or whatever. And a lot more people are calling up just to like say thanks for us being here or to appreciate everybody that's out working. On Mondays now we do like an hour where people just call in and say good stuff about people and like that never happens around here so that's pretty cool you know what i mean where it's just been a flood of positivity from a a, a kind of a fact-based therefore negative source which is really cool yeah that is actually cool you know what i saw and 
like first and foremost, I don't want to tell people to not watch the news, but I think a lot of where people get the news is very much just like inaccurate or designed to like feed you information in like one second intervals as you're scrolling through your phone. And when you see something for one second on something that you've just been bombarded with, it becomes a negative experience. And I'm going to encourage people to not get their news on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, like go to reputable news sources, either written or audio like the radio and listen to experts, not like some Instagram idiot who licks a fucking toilet seat. Like, I don't know. That's what I want to say on it. That sounds negative, but. <clears throat> but it's not. It's it's a good stuff. I mean, and a lot of news sources, what they're doing now is because everything's changing and updating every day, usually around supper time, like six o'clock, wherever you are. Typically, your local news outlet will have a wrap up of everything that happened that day. And so if you just want to unplug up from it for the afternoon to keep yourself sane and then just go back and just let's see what's happening today. That's probably what you want to do. You get a half an hour. You know everything that happened that day. Everybody's happy. I like that. That's good advice. You can stay informed as to new developments in the situation, but you don't have to be bombarded with it all day. Yeah, the longer that we stay under this blanket of whatever it is, the harder it's going to be on everybody. So my advice is to just focus on the good stuff in your life and stay informed, but don't make it the focus of your day because there's no good's going to come from that. Yeah, and you know what I like to to add to that is focus on the things that you can control. You can control where you get your information from. You can control your reaction to things and your calmness. And we can all just stay calm and stay connected, usually digitally, like you and I are doing right now and just weather the storm, right? That's yeah, man. It's all we can do unless we're like the president, but I don't want to say that. (laughs) Well, we're the president and king of CCO Nation, which is way more impressive anyway. That's it. And I'm putting my stamp on it. Weather the storm, stay calm, control where you're getting your information. Good vibe story that I have, just kind of to change the subject because F coronavirus. Yeah, F it, man. We've been having people reach out. I don't know if you have, but I have had people reaching out saying, hey, how you doing? Just wanting to make sure everything's cool with your family. And we've had... Uh, like I said last week, new patrons and new YouTube subs and new followers on Twitter just saying, hey, the least I can do for a content creator that I like to listen to or watch is become a new patron or bid on a card or even just a, a like or a follow helps out like a ton. And you know what, If even if it doesn't help out at all, it does make me feel good to see that what we're doing is is appreciated and growing and this thing that we work so hard at is actually still surviving and flourishing when other people or other people's businesses are are not so that does make me feel very good yeah people have really come through for us i have had quite a few messages of people reaching out saying you know how you doing or like what's going on checking in on me making sure i'm okay so to all of those people if i haven't responded to you i try my best but thank you very much uh for reaching out i'm doing great kyla's great urs is great uh everything is actually going pretty good is is kyla's workload re- re- like reduced at all because she for anybody who doesn't know she works for herself she's got her own business but it, it involves going into other businesses or houses and that's probably cut back a little bit hey yeah, it's a little bit slower. Most of the people are keeping her on uh, through this, 
but like at a sort of re- in a reduced capacity just to like because they're home now right so they they do a little bit more tidying themselves than rather than going once every week she goes once every two weeks to a lot of places but things are still going going well everybody wants to keep her on and you know we're, we're making it it's good that's good i i think for the most part like nobody's expecting to get rich everybody's just expecting to like i say weather the storm and if we can all kind of just float along status quo until this is over then there might be a little bit of an elastic effect which is going to be very welcome when things like really spring back and shoot back because people haven't you know gone out went to the bar had their house cleaned got their magic altars whatever right so that elastic effect is what's pulling a lot of people along i i think yeah i'm super excited for when this is over and we can go up for that five foot pizza oh i'm super excited you know what i'm excited for to get to edh and m jam some edh and then just go out and drink fucking buckets of beer yeah i might have to get a ride home on the on the the first edh and m back because i probably aren't going to be able to walk home oh yeah fuck yeah dude i'm i'm crawling home i'm just gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna sleep outside it, i probably can't sleep outside because it'll be snowing in july when we can get the fuck out of my house but <laughs> uh. Anyways, I thought I would throw the magic topic in there because that's what I'm most excited for is seeing all the dude bros on a Tuesday night going to the LGS and then going to the coach after and just talking magic until fucking it closes and it's going to be great. And that that is, ultimately, that's kind of how we started the show, right? And that is yeah, like what I'm missing the most about my magic playing world, right? Well, yeah, that's the, I, I've been playing arena. And uh, that's the one thing that Arena kind of lacks is the social aspect, right? Because you can't. There's no chat function, so you can't talk to your opponent. Really? There's no chat yeah. function. Can Not you like? That can I've you like direct message people? Somebody Not get that at Brando. Teach him. Yeah. Teach him how to be less of a luddite. <laughs> yeah. If there's a way of doing it, let me know. Because I've had some great games with people, and I want to be like, dude, your deck is so cool, but I I can't. There it is. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but like I have actually been having lots of fun. I played the EDH and M yesterday, or the F and M yesterday, where you got to build decks of any card you wanted from standard. So I built this amalgamation of because I'm an EDH player, I just picked ten cards, and I played four of each of those ten cards, and then I play games. Isn't that how you play standard? Is you just pick four of all the best stuff? No, I picked. I didn't pick the best stuff. Ryan. Oh, you just pick stuff. <laughs> I just picked cards, and it was it was. I drew my whole deck in one game. Ooh. And lost, and, oh. and I lost. I lost that game because I drew the whole deck. And yeah, I, that I is how you. That, for yep. for new members to CCO Nation, if you draw cards with zero cards in your library, you lose. You, yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean to. It's like ooh, value. Oh wait, I, wait, wait. Unless it's CEDH, and then you win because that's yes. like the only way anybody wins. <laughs> yeah. Fucking CDH. <laughs> oh, that's it. You know what? If somebody said quarantine's over, but you can only play CEDH, I would jump right in my car right now with my sweatpants on and go play i i would too and i, I would take my worst deck if they said worst <laughs> deck but only cedh and everybody else is playing real decks i'd go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would i would definitely show up to just grab the beer off i go it'd be fun yeah yeah me and lord of Tressorhorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so I guess what well, we do have a main topic today it's funny to say that because usually like we get into a deck tech and that's kind of how we do it but I think it would be difficult to do a deck tech. We are going to do them, but we've got Ikoria previews coming out the ass, C20 previews coming out the ass, and we wanted to spend a few minutes 
per episode in the arc of good vibes to really feel good about the new stuff coming out and get excited for when we can finally play it. So today we wanted to look at the mutate mechanic from Ikoria and the top five or the five new apex predators or apex monsters from each of the, I guess they're wedge shards, but they call them triomes, right? Do they call them that? Is, is that the official word for them? Yeah, they call it a triome, and I think it's to riff off of biome, which is like a habitat, right? But it's three colors of mana, so they call it a triome, which I think is clever. I think it's cool. I guess. <laughs> so we have got our preview site of choice up here, and we've got the five big swing and dinks of the set i don't know i don't know if you want to read them or if we want to talk about what mutate is first how do you want to do it i want to say thing i want to say something first uh because i know that there was something you wanted to gloat about speaking of mechanics but there's something that i want to point out because two years from now we're going to look back and we're all going to go oh man brando was totally right because i'm going to say what i'm about to say and what sure. i'm about to say is this set reminds me so much so much so much of kamigawa that it hurts. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because, like, when you look at the overall mechanics from this set, I don't think any of them are... You're probably not going to see a lot of it again, just because it's kind of gimmicky, and I don't think it's necessarily the most exciting thing you can you can have. And a lot of that was in Kamigawa 2, and Kamigawa was sort of underpowered and unpopular, but it had amazing, amazing art. It had a bazillion different legendary creatures in it that have given us umpteen decks that we can play with. And there's so many, like, hidden gems that you look back at and think, oh, shit, I should have bought that back when it was a dollar. And there are a lot of those cards spoiled already in this set. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, Of the price thing in particular, we're in a time now that when this launches, it'll only launch in Asia and Asia-Pacific countries first. So if we want singles, we won't be able to get them. And even when we can get them, there will be some places in the world that will still be under quarantine or isolation mandates whereby they won't, maybe they won't be able to go out and physically open cards or get packs or drafts. So this set might be under opened. You, you might be right on the, 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 the price thing. What I thought you were going to maybe say is this set feels a lot like commander 11. And I mentioned that I was going to talk about, And I mentioned that I was going to talk about it on Commander Ad Populum. I said I was going to talk about it here, so I have to, that this set very much feels like the second coming of Commander Renaissance in that if if C11 was the Renaissance of Commander, that's when it kind of boomed because that's when Wizards started to officially support it. This feels like they're leaning into it so much so that everything is going to be Commander. And I know that I said that Wizards has leaned all the way into Commander. I know I've said that in the past in Ixalan and then the the sets all after Ixalan. But this one is the most so much so that their companion mechanic, the thing that you said I was going to gloat about, their companion mechanic actually just makes all formats into what Commander is. You've got this companion mechanic that poses a deck building restriction on you from before you start the game and you can cast it from outside of the game 
all of that sounds exactly like how Commander sounds. And I guess we can go into the companion mechanic a little bit from right now, but we're going to focus on these mutate creatures. But the mechanic we're talking about in companion, what is it? It's a keyword mechanic, right? Yeah, it's a uh, it's companion, and then companion tells what your starting deck has to have in it. Like the one I'm looking at right now says only cards that cost three or more can be in your deck. That's the Simic one, right? That is the Simic one. And then he begins in your sideboard or wherever the fuck they are, and he doesn't count towards the card number limit in your deck, and you can cast it. I guess in Commander you can cast it like once. and Once in... per game, right? And then when yeah. it dies, it doesn't go back to the command zone or wherever it came from. It goes to your graveyard. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Because just last week I was talking about lieutenants or other cards that exist alongside of your commander. And I think we might've even touched on partners last week, which we're seeing again in C20. We'll talk about that next week. What do you think about this uh, companion mechanic? Is it still too early to tell? I think it's interesting, but the, the, especially in commander, let's keep using this everything costs three or more like really think about your decks do you really want everything in a commander deck to cost three or more probably yeah you know what i was i was talking to fu smitty about it he said well they just pose some minor deck building restriction so why is the 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 otter one banned but none of the other ones are banned if they all represent that 101st card with no real downside and i said well hold on a second this Simic one that doesn't let you play one or two drops, no Sol Ring, no Fast Mana, no Rampant Growth, no Mana Dorks, no Efficient Removal, no Counter Spells, right? No Cyclonic Rift. Yeah. Right, so they do pose a fairly large building restriction. Do you think that we're going to see any that are worth it for for Commander? And then do you think that we're going to see any that are actually like really good besides the banned one? I think we're going to see some that are fun. Like, I'll bet you the, um, uh, I can't see it right now, the, the octopus or the, the squid one, where everything has to be even. I think that those ones are going to be fun, but I don't think we're going to see any that are going to, like, blow the format open and become these huge forces where it's like, oh, you're playing the Karuga deck, that's so good. Nobody's going to, I don't think any of them are going to happen that way. And I don't think a lot of these are going to be even really staples just because they do pose such a restriction on your deck for a creature you can play one time. Yeah, I think the one time thing is what gets it. Now, you had mentioned Karuga. That's the one we're talking about. It's a 5-4 Dinosaur Hippo for Simic Simic. Yeah, Simic Simic 3 Companion. Your starting deck contains only cards with converted mana cost 3 or greater, and then its actual ability is when Karuga the Macro Sage enters the battlefield, draw a card for each other permanent you control with converted mana cost 3 or greater. So probably for 5 mana, you'll 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 maybe draw 5 cards. See, I would just play him as my commander. And fuck that restriction. Then I can play my Sol Ring and I can play all my fast mana and my dorks to play all my shit that costs a whole bunch so I can draw a bunch of cards with this guy. Yeah, enters the battlefield, draws you a bunch of cards. Sounds like every other Simic commander. So I don't yeah. even know if that one is like, is this one better than Tatiova? Is it better than, uh, what's the one for six mana that draws you uh, a card for each plus one, plus one counter on it? Z- Z- Zagana? 
Zagana. Prime That's speaker right. Zagana, is that it? Right. Yeah. And you know what you know what else is funny is or not funny but interesting is these companion cards have other relevant creature types like dinosaur. You could put this in your dinosaur deck. I'm looking at Umori the Collector is an ooze and a legendary creature. So this could be your ooze tribal commander. I thought that this might have been the one that you were latching onto. Oh, definitely. I like that one. Except so, everything in the deck has to share a type. Yeah, so I think that you just make it all creatures, and when it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type, you would, or choose a card type, you would choose creatures, because that's the only card type in your deck. Spells you cast of the chosen type cost one less to cast, so you could run, you could run Protean Hulk in here, and you could run all zero and one drop things and just cast them for free. You could run things like Recycle and... Uh, null Profusion and yeah. no, rip you can't through run. your whole deck. Can't run those. Oh, no, you can't. That's right. Oh, you know what you could run? You could run... You could run all of the creatures that say whenever you cast a creature, draw a card. You could run the Vizier of Menagerie, which lets you cast creatures from the top of your library. I'm thinking, like, few mana... Like 15 mana dorks at the one drop slot, and then all one drop artifact creatures and rip through your whole deck. Right? Ooh. Like, you could build a deck like that, and you you get these free creatures out of the command zone with your Umori commander, or you could have a different commander and cast this guy on turn two or three if you've got like a lot of mana dorks and have an actual powerful commander that helps you win the game. Yeah, like they're cool. They're neat little like, I think that when we were talking about it before, we had mentioned that it was kind of like the signature spell in, uh, what's that format? Oathbreaker? Oh, yeah, that's right. Where yeah, that's actually a good way to do it because that Umori guy that lets me combo my creatures out might be the actual combo card. Like sometimes a signature spell is your control card or your finisher card, your yeah. ad nauseum. And your commander might be the one that actually wins you the game. That's why the otter's banned, by the by. Because the deck restriction is you have to have an EDH deck instead of a real deck. Yeah, when <laughs> each non-land card in your starting deck has a different name is the restriction. That's, and then Yeah, that's you're playing EDH now. That's that's why it's banned. Because it's because we're already playing EDH and there's zero cost to run this except you have blue and red in your deck and when you cast it for three mana or is it is it one flash speed you can copy an instant or sorcery so essentially it's a dual caster mage right yeah out of the command zone but isn't your commander yeah and it's the 101st card in your deck it's not because it's zero too opportunity powerful, cost it's, right like yeah like it's so you you lose nothing by including it in your deck so why wouldn't you play it that's probably why they banned it what do you feel about the banning? Do you think that they should have given it a chance? No, I'm fine with it. I'm fine <laughs> with it being banned. I'm fine with it because it, again, like anything that's printed to immediately go into every single deck, I don't like it. And this yeah. would, if you're gonna play blue and red in commander, your deck is not as powerful as the other guy's deck if you don't have a otter guy in it because there's no reason not to play it at all. Yeah, I agree. There's, I I do I do like that sentiment. Yeah, like it's. I, I don't think it's too strong. I don't think he breaks the format. I don't think any of that stuff. I think that you have to ban him just because he he doesn't need to be in every goddamn deck. He just doesn't, and he would. Yeah. Be. 
Yeah, you know what's funny is like you're just walking around. You know how you keep your tokens in your same deck box and stuff. If that wasn't banned, you just you you take out your is it commander and your tokens and your life counter, whatever you bring to play Magic, and then you just like take out your what's his name, Lutri Otter guy or whatever. Yeah, just take him out and he just sits there. Yeah, I I don't know. Anyways, we wasted too much time yeah. on it. It's banned. There's nothing that we can say or do about it. I want to talk about mutate and these apex okay. monster predator things because they actually intrigue me, and I know the alternate art versions of them very much speak to you. I am very excited about the alternate art of these cards. Would you say? Would you say that you were rock hard? Absolutely. I yeah. I would say I have a I have an erection right now. Gross. Yep. I'm not even going to use euphemisms. I have an erection when I think about how excited <laughs> I am about the, the the art gimmick for this set. I am so pumped. I'm so happy that the set symbol is Godzilla's eye from the frickin' movie where they show his eye. I'm so happy that they got Toho on board to do Godzilla shit. I'm so happy that the regular creatures look like goddamn Godzilla monsters. This is everything that I wanted out of a magic set. This is this is it. And I mean, so, am I pumped about the mechanics and all the creatures? Like, sure. But like, just how excited am I just to get my hands and own these cards? This is it for me. The jig's up, everybody. Brando likes big creatures. I do. And I like oh. big monsters. And I like them when they're stomping through cities and breathing atomic fire on suckers. I like when people run away and point back and say, oh my God, there's that thing. Because it's like, of course, Jimbo, we can see him. He's... 30 feet tall and stepping on a building. I know he's there. You don't need to stop to tell me that. I'm very excited. That sounds like a good vibe. <laughs> I hope so, because <laughs> I'm I've been looking forward all week to talking about this because like I really am just excited to own the cards. Like it's not I don't even care what they do. I just want them. Oh yeah, because some of them are kind of stinkers, hey? Yeah, there are some there are some duds. And I think that the first dud overall is the mutate mechanic. Oh, really? I do. I think it's a bit of a dud. Uh, so, okay, let, let me let me explain what it is, and then we'll talk about it a little bit, because I think that it's a cool mechanic, and it's very reminiscent of what this set does, but there is some, uh, some criticisms I have of it. Sure. So, Mutate is a, an alternate way to cast a card, a creature, with Mutate, uh, it could be, it's usually an alternate casting cost, right? And it reads like this, mutate. If you cast this spell for its mutate cost, put it over or under target non-human creature you own. They mutate into creatures on top plus the ability of all creatures under it. So essentially you've got a card, like a creature card sitting on your battlefield. You cast a mutate creature and if you put it over top, you're mutate, you've mutated into this new creature and it has all the things that are the top creature. Except it also has the abilities from the bottom creature. Yeah. It is the top creature and it has the abilities of all the bottom creatures. That's right. And the opposite is true is if you have a big creature on the battlefield and you mutate a smaller creature, you can put it onto the bottom. So your card remains the top creature, but it gains the abilities of the bottom creature. Yeah. 
So there's creatures that will trigger when they mutate. There's things that have awesome abilities. And then there's things that are huge with big power and toughness. And then there's some that are a combination of all three of those. And those are the apex monsters that we're going to talk about today. Yes. So the first one, and they have weird names, so I'm just going to kind of throw them out there. The first one is Snapdax apex of the hunt they're all apex of something because they're the apex monster this is snapdax and it is a dinosaur cat nightmare three five for black white red one and it's got mutate for white white rakdos hybrid and two so it costs four for a three five or you can mutate it for five and it's got double strike, and when it mutates, it deals four damage to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls, and you gain four life. So a huge mouthful of words, and like half the Bible's printed on this thing. In <laughs> every single place that words can be written on this card, it's got words on it, which is my first criticism of these. The mutate mechanic, the abilities when they mutate, and then the huge, huge, big, long names. And th- triple type race class creature type <laughs> and, and they're all like with the exception of beast which a lot of them are uh they're all kind of not niche but they're kind of niche commander types like here we are remember i always say they always print one good cat well here's there's a bunch of cats in this set and dinosaurs are very cool you're on the monster set obviously you have dinosaurs and then like nightmare and there's a bunch of sharks i think uh, uh, like bugs or something like there's so yep. many weird niche creature types in this set and then these creatures all have like 16 of them which is yes 16 creature types which is actually cool i appreciate that because then you can fit them into you know that tribal deck that you wanted to make like i'm waiting for my hammerhead sharks and giant sharks to spike because now there's a shark commander coming up right like yeah i'm waiting for it the dark baby i got like 20 of them <laughs> you know what i thought would be really cool in this set in general is if they had a changeling because it's like all all creature types now because it's been mutated so much it's achieved its perfect form and you can't mutate it again and the creatures would be like just these fucking crazy world eaters that'd be so neat but we didn't get that we got these guys so you just wanted more eldrazi (laughs) i i guess so but oh i want to mutate onto eldrazi's oh that's that's gonna happen just give it a when we go back to Zendikar, that's going to happen because, again, watch out for the Mind stuff you, in this m- set. If you mutate onto something, though, it becomes the power and toughness of the top card. So your big Eldrazi would still have, you know, your Annihilator and your, your attack triggers or whatever they are, but you would have the power and toughness of the top card. So remember that, people, when you go to mutate. It's always the power and toughness of the top card. Yeah, but you just you put the mutate on the bottom because mutate doesn't always go on top. Mutate can go underneath. So, like, if you have your your Ulamog or whatever, you just put snap decks underneath it, and now you have an 11-11 Annihilator indestructible double strike. double strike that deals four to gain oh you four. Oh, my God. And listen, you can mutate from the command zone. You do have to pay commander tax on that mutate because you're casting it. So snap decks would cost white, white, Rakdos two, and then white, white, Rakdos four, and so on. But if you did have an ulamog in there you are mutating onto 
And it, and it, you know what? It stays in Ulamog though, right? No, if it's in the pile, it counts. I read that on Twitter. The uh, Watsi rules manager said if it's in the pile, it counts as your commander. So if you snap dexed onto an Ulamog, you'd make it, if it was like the old Mog, that was, uh, he's a 10-10, right? I think he's an 11-11. Isn't Kozilek the 10-10? I don't fucking remember. It doesn't matter. He's giant anyway. Ulamog's a 10-10. Both of them are. But if you gave it double strike and it's in the pile, so it's your commander, snap decks would actually deal 20 damage with that Ulamog. And you could, if you had any other buff or any previous commander damage, it could turn into a one-shot kill. Yeah, Eight? essentially just put it on an 11 or bigger and then give it double strike. Because snap decks has double strike. So really he's like a 6-5 natively. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty neat. The the thing I don't like about Mutate is it's, I called it on Twitter, a shitty bestow. Okay. Because like with bestow, uh, where you would take a creature and in, turn it into an enchantment that enchants a creature where it basically combines the two creatures together. When that creature died and the enchantment fell off, you'd get the creature that the enchantment originally was. Yeah. Whereas with Mutate, when the creature dies... All of those creatures are dead now. Yeah, it does make like, spot removal very good. Like spot like swords and path are already really, really, really good. And if you're going to vest, let's say one of these guys is your commander, and you've got to pay nine to mutate something, and it gets removed, you just feel like an asshole. Yeah, and you know what though? So when you bestow onto something, this is another thing that they had to clarify when you. Uh, sorry, not bestow. When you mutate something. Same thing. If, yeah. If you kill the thing that they're targeting with mutate, in response to them casting the mutate, the mutate card will enter the battlefield in its native form. And they wrote it into the rules like that probably so it didn't give anybody the feel bads when they're like somebody used a terror to counter their creature spell that they were trying to mutate with. You still get the native thing. So what you do in that case is let them mutate resolve, let it enter the battlefield, let them combine and mutate, and then kill it, because then you're going to get the two-for-one. Yeah, I mean, it, it does the same thing, it just makes you slow down for a second. Yeah. It's, you'll get everybody with it once, where it's like, ha-ha, kill your guy in response, ha-ha, I still got a guy, and then the next time it'll be like, I mutate my dude, K resolves, go fuck yourself. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> La last thing on uh, snap decks... His Godzilla form is King Caesar, the Awoken Titan. King Caesar, Awoken Titan. King Caesar, Awoken Titan. This art looks a lot like Zod the Immortal from Berserk. Also, very exciting. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'll pretend <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You know what? It is worth mentioning that the showcase of these is very, like, um, comic booky. I don't know what, what style of art it, it's called, but if you, if anybody recalls secret layer kaleidoscope killers, where they had that very secondary color palette, comic book art on the sliver overlord and the Ur dragon and stuff, that's what the showcase versions of these look like. Not the Godzilla ones, but the showcase ones that you can get in like promo packs. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about those ones though. We want the Godzilla ones. <laughs> I like them both. I actually do like them both too. That's another reason why I'm so excited for this. It kind of sucks because you know what that means, Ryan? We have to buy super packs. 
oh, dude, I'm buying super packs and we will open Flippy them for everybody's entertainment on YouTube. And you know what? I am going to get a collection of all the Godzilla ones. I'm going to frame it up beside my my Modern Horizon art cards and Studio CCO. Lots of people who've watched the YouTube content a lot have seen the framed uh, the framed art cards. I'm going to have Godzilla's right beside them. Excellent. Yeah. So next mutate guy is broke ass apex of forever. Broke ass. Broke ass. You said it right the first broke time. Broke ass. Yeah. Nightmare beast elemental six six for blue green black two. Mutate green green demir two. I think that's common. You you still see the three colors in the mutate cost, but they're distributed a little bit differently. Sure, whatever. It's a six six trampler. You can cast it from your graveyard by using its mutate ability. So this is our one of our graveyard ones in the Salti color combination, and it lets us get around Commander Tax by mutating it from our graveyard to get two for one again the next yes. time it dies. <laughs> so it's good because it dodges Commander Tax. It's bad because it'll always get two for one. You always need something to mutate it you don't need to mutate it. You have to mutate it from it. In order to mutate, you need a target. Sorry, you have to have a target creature. Yes, you have to. That's what yes. I was asking. You you read my mind. That's, that's why I'm here. So I think that we would we would need to we would need to make creatures on the cheap to be able to mutate into this guy, yes. right? Well, in theory, I don't know. This guy's pretty good all by himself. You could make good stuff, or if you have giant things, you just make your giant things with trample now. He's a really expensive way to give your guys trample. But he's a repeatable one to give your guys trample. And if you've already got big guys and you're looking to do the commander damage thing, this guy does give you a good way to do it with trample and 6-6 yeah. six, six power and toughness natively. It's Voltron.set. Yeah, it kind of it is. Yeah. That's, this is the second card that we've mentioned that on and, uh, like, does it... If there's that much more Voltron running around, is does it make it better? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think Voltron is format warping. I don't think it's going to mm. change the way people are building decks or how they approach the format. It's just people are already packing removal because it's good. But if and there's three Voltron decks at the table, you're not going to have enough spot removal to take care of it all. If you can cast Broke Ass from your graveyard over and over, you're not going to have enough removal oh there's lots of ways of dealing with playing stuff from graveyards ryan you should know that i suppose i suppose yeah <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> uh, i suppose this one in particular gets hated out by graveyard hate and that two for one removal that people are already packing to take care of other voltron commanders that we're going to see more of and they all have their um their mass removal that you have to pack just as an insurance package in any deck anyways yeah, if you're playing EDH, you you have ways of dealing with Voltron commanders. You just do. Every deck already has them, and I think that's fine. It doesn't make them bad. It just doesn't change the format when they come out. Yeah, and for uh, completion's sake, Bio Quartz Space Godzilla is this guy's Godzilla counterpart. Hell yeah! Cool. He's got like crystal shoulder pads. It's like 1992. He's playing football in the eighties. Yes, no helmet. He's out on the. He's out on the town, and he's pick up your mom. Excellent. 
<laughs> Let's do the next. I think the next one is the one that might be the, I think this might be the broken one. This one is the troublesome one. Let me tell you, this is Nethroy, Nethroy, Nathaniel Roy. Yep. Apex of death. Five, five cat nightmare beast for green, black, white two, and then mutate for black, black Selesnia four. So that is an increase in mana to mutate him. It, uh, it's probably relevant because whenever this creature mutates, return any number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the B. And, and, and Death Touch and Lifelink, just because, you know, it has more colors. Like, if that doesn't scream dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking dredge combo, like, what what else does? Never mind. You could, like, buried alive for three creatures. You could make a combo that your opponents can't interact with. Yeah. You could, you could buried alive for Machaeus the Unhallowed and Triskelion, or pick your two-card creature-based combos with small creatures, okay? Yeah. You could get your Mike and Trike and then get your Sylvan Safekeeper, which sacrifices a land to give target creature Shroud until end of turn. Just sacrifice two lands and they can't interact with your Mike and Trike. Or get your um, Grand Abolisher, which says during your turn, which is when you'd have to cast this to mutate it, during your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. So they can't cast spells and they can't activate abilities yeah, you to get interact your, with you. You get your two-card combo and a creature to protect your combo and then win the game. And it doesn't even need to be a two-card combo because what you can do is get your, get your Grand Abolisher, get your Sylvan Safekeeper, get your Protean Hulk... Because you're still only at eight, seven or eight, yeah, total power. And then you can get a sack outlet like a, uh, what's the vampire, the scry one vampire? Uh, Visceraseer. Visceraseer to sacrifice your Protean Hulk and then find all the creatures that you need to again with your Protean Hulk. Which could include cards that can make you mana and you can sacrifice your Nethroi to mutate it again to do this again. If you to do this more than once, you've probably not built your deck properly. You pr- probably, but this like you can see it's cyclical if you can sacrifice it with mana up to play it again. Yeah, this card is this card is the truth. Yeah. I think that there's some oversight happening there, I think, but that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> It's fine. It's powerful, but it it suffers from a bunch of the same stuff. You have to build your graveyard deck. It's susceptible to graveyard hate. Like I'm sure it's going to be good. Like the what's the one from M20? Like Kaikar or the one that gives you double ETBs. Like those are all powerful, but they cost a lot and they're build aroundable or beatable if you build the proper hate into your deck. Like we should be anyways. Yeah. The Godzilla version of this is Biolante. Am I saying that right? Yes, Biolante. Plant beast form. I like that. I don't even. I don't even know what character it's that a, is. I'm not. I'm not as versed in Godzilla and Keiju 
job. Kaiju? In, kaiju, yeah. See, I can't even say the <laughs> fucking word right. I'm not as versed in it as you are. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a talk later. It'll be good. Okay. It'll just be like Brando beating me with a Max Crandell pipe. Yes. All right, let's go on to the next one. We're running short on time here, right, Brad? This is it. Let's do Vad Rock. Vad Rock. I was going to say Vardok, but I was like, that sounds too much like a Dragon Ball Z character, which is going to be our next crossover, probably. This is Vad Rock Apex of Thunder. This is a 3-3 elemental dinosaur cat for just Jeskai, white, red, blue. Mutate for red, red, Azorius 1. Oh, that's hard to say. Flying, yes. first strike. When this creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. Oof. So this just like is like the Snapcaster mutate guy, right? It's another Jeskai commander. I think that we've come to the point where these Jeskai commanders all, they're not doing all the same stuff, but there's lots of flashback spell, play spell, fly for a strike. You know what I mean? Yeah, this They're, goes in the this goes in the Kaikar sacrifice spirits to make mana deck. It goes in the Sabine deck where you bounce this thing and remutate it to cast stuff out of your graveyard and double it with Sabine every turn. Like if you did that with extra turn spells, like who isn't going to do that in Jeskai, right? Yeah, you get double extra turn spells. So I think that that deck's cool. I'm glad that like the fair cast stuff out of your graveyard Jeskai deck, I'm glad that that archetype is getting bolstered. It's fine. I have no problem with it. I think it's pretty standard. I'm not really excited by it. I like the art on it, but that's about as far as I go on that one. Yeah, that one is going to look cool getting altered, just FYI, because there's a lot of teal mixed with red, kind of like Niv-Mizzet Pyrune looks really good altered for the same reason that teal lightning. Yeah, I dig that. I can see that, yeah. And his got its, I keep saying his, I, whatever. It's, it's Godzilla. Counterpart is, I think I got this one, Rodan Titan of Winged Fury. Hell yeah, that thing could fly at supersonic speeds and like do all kinds of crazy shit and it lives in a volcano. It's awesome. That one is cool, man. That one has a cool name. I like everything that's, about that. Fuck that. Those are so cool, eh? <laughs> I just, I, I can tell you're smiling. You can yeah. tell I'm smiling. Those are fucking cool I, I just want them in my life that's all i want right now is these cards in my life yeah that's it all right man let's do the last one now this one i when i looked at it initially i looked at it and i was like man that looks a lot like a traxa oh, yeah man. so this is this is iluna apex of wishes this is the six six beast elemental dinosaur it's like they just fucking put names into a hat whatever six six Red, blue, green, two. You can mutate it, blue, blue, and then gruel and three. Flying and trample. And when you mutate the creature, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land permanent card. Put that card onto the battlefield or into your hand. Why do you think Atraxa? Just because it looked kind of like her. She's got the big wings and she's oh. glowing and has the pointy head. Oh, I see. It physically looks like yeah, a like The picture on it reminded me of a Traxa. Then I read it and I was like, nah, nope. It, you know what? It feels a lot more like Maelstrom Wanderer to me where you can build your deck in such a way or like, um, like anything with Proteus Staff where you build your deck in a way to kind of polymorph down into the one thing that you want to find. That's kind of how this card feels to me. Agreed. 
it's it's cool. I like this one quite a bit. I feel like there's probably going to be some kind of like one-time use degenerateness that somebody's going to come up with with this. I don't know what it is yet, but it's going to exist. Uh, but that's fine. You know what this is? This is the build your deck with all ramp spells, like spell-based ramp and removal spells, counter spells, and tutors to find your dramatic reversal and the non-land permanent card that you reveal down to is your only artifact and that is Isochron Scepter. So you're going to just dramatic scepter combo with your commander. That's where my head goes with this. But again, I'm not saying that any of these are going to be CEDH playable because the mutate cost is just so high on yeah. all of them, except the except for the, the Jeskai one, which is probably the least powerful. That's probably why the mutate cost Ah, is no. Like... No, the salt the salt eye one is the least powerful, the one that you cast from your graveyard, but I don't know. They're just cool, man. Yeah, they're neat. I like them lots. I think that they're going to be fun to build with and, and play against. I think I'm probably going to put uh, Iluna and Brokos into my Horde of Notions deck when I get them. Just because they're elementals, so why not? Because they're pretty cool and that's neat. Yeah, that's it. But and like, just yeah, for, they're fine. Just for completion's sake, Ghidorah, is that right? Yes. Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. King of the Cosmos. Just a big three-headed motherfucker coming to yep. kill you. Breathing laser space sent by aliens to kill Godzilla. What a dink. Is that it? Is that what it is? Yeah. Man. He was like the... Ch- if I remember right, he was like the champion picked by this alien race to come to Earth to fight the champion of Earth, who of course is Godzilla, who of course wins because Godzilla's the fucking man, and that's just how it is. He is the king of monsters. That's right. That is the, and then that is our buy a box promo that we got for buying our box. Dude, I am so excited that that's the buy a box promo because that's like the one that I wanted more than any of them. It's a 7-7 seven, seven for five. It's a 7-3 for... Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Ha! Give it a read because we're talking about Godzilla now anyways. All right. Godzilla, king of monsters. Red, green, three. Dinosaur, trample, lethal damage dealt to creatures you control is determined by their power rather than their toughness. So yeah, he's a 7-3. Wow. He's a 7-3, but he, he's he, a seven, he takes, seven. it takes 7 damage to kill him. Wow. Yeah, that is... That's that's interesting. That's the first time we've ever seen that. It is. It's kind of like Doran, but the opposite. And It's Oppo Doran. And fucking better because it's Godzilla. Oh, yeah, he takes a shit right on Doran, and he uses Doran's leaves to wipe his ass. Yeah. F you, Smitty. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, man, I'm super pumped. And everybody gets one. So everybody's going to have that card in their life, and they're going to be happy. And I like well, how... Everybody that buys a box. Well, yeah, but everybody will buy a box of this. <laughs> can you hear how hyped I am for this set? How can people hear how hyped I am and not want to buy this entire set? Yeah, that's it. It's, yeah. It's impossible. That's it. You know what? Speaking of buying this set, and this is the last thing that we're going to have time for today, but we were, we're talking about Godzilla. We talked about breathing lasers and what have you. The Death Corona <laughs> was what Space Godzilla breathed. And Wizards, the day of or the day after the preview for Space Godzilla Death Corona had to release a an official public, not apology, but an explanation of... Th- how the they what they said was the word corona changed in meaning publicly after this card was already printed and ready to 
be distributed, essentially I'm paraphrasing, but this card won't be released on Arena. They're changing the name. And second print runs of Ikoria are going to have Space Godzilla with a different name. So Space Godzilla Death Corona is going to be a rare and expensive card. So get your first print runs of Super Packs and try and crack this baby. And then hang on to them because they're going to be... And, they, and they're sweet. Let's be straight up. They're fucking sweet also. Yeah, 8-8 Death Touch cycling for 8. It's fine. When you cycle Void Beckoner, that's the actual card, put a Death Touch counter on target creature you control. Ah, that's fine. No, Draw a card, give something Death Touch for 3. That's cool. You could use it like a removal spell. The creature is ass, man. The art is what it's... it's erase all the words off of it and it's awesome. You can just alter it so it has no words on it. I could do that. If anybody's interested in 100% full art textless Godzillas, they're all textless or they're all like uh, extended borderless art already. But if anybody's into it, let me know. Your Godzillas can be textless. Oh, Get at me. They're so good. Should we talk about Mecha Godzilla too? Do we have time? Can we talk about it real fast? You're the one that's editing, all man. Right, Mecha Godzilla. So cool. It's like the coolest creature in the whole set. He's a 3 3 artifact creature for three, and then each upkeep, you pick it random from a keyword, and he just fucking gets it. Because he's Mecha. So, and then if you look at the thing, he's all lasers and missiles and shit. Oh, dude. Oh. oh, yeah. We didn't want guns in our IP. We don't want guns. No guns. No guns. Uh, get out of here with your no guns. You were going to give you a card made out of <laughs> exactly. guns. Exactly. He's a gun that shoots smaller, more intense guns. <laughs> Fucking America incarnate. <laughs> so awesome. Oh. Yeah. We're pumped, you guys. It's going to be a few more weeks of Arc of Good Vibes. We're coming at you for the next however long it takes for us to deliver positivity to our magic community, to all of CCO Nation. So if you liked this kind of banter episode and, and breaking the set review up, there's more of it to come. We've got more legendaries. We're going to have a proper set review of all of the other cards in the set. We've got to review some C20 coming up, which we're pumped for. We got it on pre-order. And of course, support local. Get them from your LGS. Support your local breweries. Order food from your local Chinese restaurants like I am tonight because I got my tax return. Oh, me too sick we can have uh maybe we'll have a a webcam chinese date Ooh, no sounds... that's not what i do with my webcam oh we could do that though we could we can watch wrestlemania and eat chinese food together but far apart we could do that man i'm missing wrestlemania i'm bummed hey man i told you how you could get it it's free i know but it's not instantaneous with satellite it takes like 24 to 48 hours <sighs> whatever we're not talking about that i'm just gonna get <laughs> pissed off listen i, I I sort of did the final thought of the day, but give us the official CCO Brando final thought of the day. Official final thought of the day. We hope you enjoyed some more good vibes that we are trying to send out to you. A big thanks goes out to face-to-facegames.com, their Canada's biggest magic store, for helping keeping us going during this very strange time. But a bigger thanks to all of you who put us in your ear holes and your other holes every week because we really do enjoy being part of your day and part of your week and part of your magic experience overall. Uh, in closing, I'm going to suggest that you should listen to the next few episodes because we're going to have deck lists, we're going to have giveaways, we're going to have more talking about the really effing cards in this set, all that and so much more on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>